Welcome, heathens and heretics, to another episode of In the Abyss. Um, uh, firstly, I want to just send out a quick apology to anybody who usually listens to us on Spotify for the past week's disastrous performance, quite frankly. Um, some kind of technical problem led to us not being able to get on Spotify until I think it was like Wednesday or Thursday this week. So should be back to normal now. So, you know, thanks for persevering and, you know, hopefully you managed to find another format to listen to it anyway. So... But thanks for sticking with us. Um, so this week we're joined by um, a man named Nico Catoni. Is that right? Is that how we pronounce it right? Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah from um, from the, the quite awesome, and I'm going to get this right, Raptore, um, yeah. the band that gave us the album Blackfire in 2022, one of my top 10 albums of the year. Um, an absolute, you know, sort of cracking album, proper balls out, heavy metal, just how we like it. And you know we had to get we had to get him on to uh, to come on and talk about it and spread the word to you know certainly people in the UK may not know much about you so Nico welcome to In the Abyss and thank you for joining us. No, thank you, thank you for having me. It's my pleasure, actually. <laughs> you're uh, you're more than welcome. Um, so just quickly, you're so you're you you guys are in in Barcelona. You're based in Barcelona. You're originally from Argentina. So just tell everybody a little bit about Raptore and how you came together and what you're all about. Yeah, sure. I mean, I started the band in 2012 in Argentina, of course, in my city, uh, La Plata, Ciudad de La Plata. And uh, and uh, several members passed uh, during those years. I mean, I had really a hard time trying to, to come out with a, an established uh, lineup because uh, it was, I mean, even though this new uh, wave, let's say, of, of heavy metal was, was already coming out, uh, at least in Argentina, wasn't that common by, by, by that time. So regardless, I mean, we went through a lot of changes, but we managed to release our debut album, Ration Fever, in 2016. Yeah. And that helped us to, to tour with... Uh, with Enforcer, for example, and tour uh, some countries in South America as well. And after, and, and also we got uh, the album released by a, a German label as well, uh, which is Brew. And uh, yeah, after that, I, I decided that I wanted to give it a try here in Europe because I thought that uh, I have uh, something to, to give. Or or at least the, the Raptor project has anything. I don't know if, if we call it different, but something to show. And in at least at least in South America, it wasn't uh, it wasn't rewarded uh, as I expected. So yeah, uh, I decided to move here with my with my wife in 2018. But uh, by that time, I was already um, talking with musicians here in Barcelona as well, because I I didn't want to miss a minute. <laughs> I just wanted to come here and start by, I mean, at the second I got here, I, I started already uh, rehearsing with, with Christian, who is our bass player. And I was talking with him like one year ago, like in 2017, when I decided to move. I, I reached him immediately and I said, hey, uh, that's my pro this is my project, this is Raptore. Uh, I think I have uh, a lot of new songs. 
I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, I sent him some ideas. He he was uh, he was hooked with the <laughs> with the uh, the idea of the project, and he jumped in right away. So yeah, it was like uh, one. I mean, by the time I got here, uh, I I mean I, I had no job. Uh, we were living in my uh, in a familiar's house. Uh, I mean, we didn't have our own anything. Our, our papers were in the making. <laughs> it was everything a mess. But at that time, we I was already working with Christian and, and creating the new the new the new phase of the band, the new era. Do you think that because this is something we've talked about before? Do you think the fact that you you went to Barcelona and you, you like you said, you had, you had nothing. Do you think yeah. that that gave you inspiration and that drove you to, to making music and trying to make a success of this? Maybe. I, I mean, it was because I had uh, like this dream, let's say like uh, since forever, <laughs> since I started playing, playing guitar, that I always wanted to be a musician, a rock star and try to, I don't know, make to put out my message, uh, let's say it, or my personality, uh, put it, uh, put it, put it out, and, <clears throat> and let's see what ha- what happens. <laughs> so, uh, if I would have stayed in in Argentina, I would, I mean, I was going to be like unhappy forever <laughs> because <clears throat> if I, I I had to give it a try at least. Uh, and see what happens and uh, and I'm glad I did it <laughs> what's what's the what's the scene what's the the metal scene like in in Argentina because we all know South America you know metal is popular we know that certainly in Brazil but yeah. what what's it like in Argentina we don't really know a great deal about it well in Argentina we love uh foreign bands I mean if you if your band games from outside from Europe or from America, we love it. <laughs> That's it. That's why the the audience is so uh, so passionate about it. And if you go to, uh, I know if you have you seen any concert from any band from Argentina. I mean, the audience is sick. Is I yeah. mean, as an as an artist uh, and a performer, that's I think that's the best audience you can you can have because I don't know. <clears throat> we maybe uh, give the artist that came from another countries like a like a god a godness uh state i don't know how to call it but yeah and we are always trying to <clears throat> to be liked by by these these people so that's why we give it all in at their concerts but uh <clears throat> if you're a band and you're from there i'm you might not get the same uh retribution i think i mean when we started uh we had a lot of comments like hey uh, nice songs but you should sing in spanish you know because uh, this is argentina so yeah (laughs) or you still have some narrow-minded people that um maybe i I don't know you play like uh, a sabbath song or an Iron Maiden song and they are like hey uh, Malvinas are Argentinas you know stupid stupid shit like that yeah <laughs> I remember having I remember um, making a post for of a photo of uh, Def Leppard 
and <laughs> because I loved uh, left Def Leppard, um, and uh, and I had comments like, "Hey, Malvinas are Argentina," or some stupid shit like that. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what's <laughs> I mean? So yeah, uh, I think that's the the scene. But uh, let me say this: I mean, in terms of um, projects and skilled people and ideas, uh, I mean, they had they have nothing to to invite from from another countries i mean and the thing is that th those ideas cannot be uh they don't have the the showcase the the exposition that uh might be uh worthy for them yeah okay okay yeah 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 i remember i remember seeing a well there was an interview with uh, dave mustaine when he was doing the obviously cryptic writings, and he said that one of the things he, he likes playing in, in South America, especially, is that like audiences in uh, America, Canada, and Europe, especially the UK, they've pretty much seen everything. Yeah, so that's true. He said that when you go and play, firstly, yeah. when you play in South America, there's the crowd is so grateful that you <clears throat> basically included them on the tour. Secondly, like you said before, Nicholas, the, like the, the passion that is given to the towards the band, and the, like the, the the sense of um, gratefulness and uh, emotion. So, yeah. like they always like you know, he said he loves playing in South America because because of that, because you, you, they feel that they have they 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 want to do more because it, there's such this sense of gratitude from the audience. Yeah, yeah, that's I I, I see it the same way because most of the bands uh, don't usually go. Uh, as a daily, uh, as a as a regular uh, tour schedule to 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 South America and uh, South America or at least Argentina started to receiving those kind of international concerts like in middle middle eighties. So let's say Bon Jovi, for example, uh, or Guns N' Roses went to Argentina like in the nineties when they were about to split. Let's yeah. say, yeah. So that was the first time for an Argentinian uh, seeing against uh, Roses. And maybe if you are from, I don't know, uh, from America, you're tired or, or of seeing them <laughs> in 92, you know? <laughs> but yeah, um, regarding Mustaine, yeah, Dave Mustaine is, is a legend in Argentina because he showed uh, a lot of respect and and received so uh, so well the, all the all the love that the Argentinian public, uh, the Argentinian audience gave gave to him. That uh, he's I don't know if, he, if he's bigger than Metallica, but at least he's uh, he's so so he's hugely loved there. <laughs> I mean, who 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 draws the biggest crowd over there? I'm I'm, I'm going to say Maiden. I would have thought because. Maiden seems to be huge all over South America. Is it the same in Argentina? Yeah, yeah. Well, nowadays it's Coldplay. I mean, they did like five River Plate stadiums. No, five, no, like ten. <laughs> Coldplay, <Wow>. you know. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. And that that happened. That happened. That happened once uh, before with Roger Waters from Pink mm. Floyd as well. He did like I don't know five, six, seven, eight uh, River Plate stadiums fully packed. I mean, sold out the stadiums. That's crazy. But it, yeah, it's crazy. But in terms of metal, of course, uh, maybe Metallica, yeah, uh, Metallica, and Maiden, yeah, for sure. So, 
you've moved to Spain then, um, and yeah. you've you've kind of started again. You've got a band now. You're up and running. Like I said, Blackfire came out last year. Great album, by the way. Um, Thank you. Anthony discovered it, brought it to us, and I, I just sort of fell in love with it. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Anthony. And, you know, purple is a great heavy metal color as well. I will say that it's good for Sabbath <laughs> for everybody. So yeah, I love it. What what um. So what what's what what are you looking to do now? What's the plan for 2023 festivals? I've seen you starting to pop up on a few festivals and tours across Europe. Are you looking to really get out there this year? Now there's no pandemic and all that bullshit. Yeah, of course. I mean, our our idea is to to bring Raptor everywhere, everywhere we can. Uh, we have a we are about to to post uh, our 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 2023 dates. But yeah, we're going Germany, we're going France, and we we're playing as well some some concerts here in Spain to in cities that we weren't been there before. But yeah, uh, <clears throat> I mean, our idea is at least for this year is to play everywhere they want us to play, <laughs> and uh, we are already working on our next album. Of course, I don't want to waste any any time. <laughs> are you coming to Italy? Not yet, no. I mean, uh, we please, have... Please do. We, we need yeah. more metal in this country. Yeah, I mean, our stats are pretty good in Italy, and uh, I, I ship a lot of merch to Italy, but they never reached reached, reached, reached us yet to go play there, actually. <laughs> Anything in the UK? Nothing We'd yet. love you to come to the UK. <laughs> Trouble yeah. is, I think we seem to... This country doesn't seem to attract the traditional heavy metal stuff no. that is, is is big in Europe. You know, death mm-hmm. and black and all of the other forms of extreme music and certainly the big traditional bands are absolutely fine. But when it comes to the, the newer bands doing the, the old school stuff fast and brilliantly, for some reason there, there doesn't seem to be as much traction and we don't we don't get them over here. There's so many bands we want to come over here and they just don't and it's frustrating, but yeah, we, we, we want you over here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we would love to play to play England, of course. I mean, I love England, all all the bands from there, and we, of course, we would love to play there. But I mean, as, as the same as Italy, at this point, never nobody reached us yet from there. Well, let's 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 try and make that happen. Um, Anthony's mm. right; there is there is a, a lack of. I mean, every time we, we talked about Enforcer, I don't think Enforcer have played this since about 2015, something like that, 2015, 2016. Um, and, and they're mm-hmm. one of the, you know, the bigger bands of that type of, you know, your type. And it's, it is, it is a real shame that we just don't get it here. I think if there was just a little bit of exposure in the UK, then I think it would, it would gather pace quite quickly. Yeah. You know? We we create heavy metal in this country for fuck's sake. Yeah, let's, yeah. <laughs> let's have it back. <laughs> yeah, it's all in America and Sweden, right? <laughs> right now. Yeah, yeah. I know um, Brexit doesn't help. Um, there's yeah. a few bands that we've talked to that all say the same thing about traveling, touring between UK and Europe, and yeah. and all that. So it, that that doesn't help. It just doesn't make it any easier. Yeah, I'm aware sure. of the the situation as well. But uh, I mean, that's like. like as I mentioned it before, I mean, uh, we didn't uh, plan, we didn't plan a, a, a tour uh, over England, so uh, I I can't tell right now if 
uh, how much would be the costs or 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 the logistics. But yeah, for what I I was hearing, uh, Brexit uh, is a big thing uh, that is keeping the the vans away from playing there. There's there's two great tours that have just been announced across Europe. Um, Testament and Exodus are one of them, and then there's there's Overkill and Exorder as well. Yeah, so it. And ne- neither are coming to the UK. They're doing oh, really? Europe, but not the UK. Oh, and it's, that sucks. It's, it's, yeah, it, it, <laughs> it sucks. Yeah. Well, that's that's what it feels to live in Argentina. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, yeah, okay, yeah, I, I get, it. yeah, yeah. That's that's fair enough. That's fair enough. I shouldn't complain too much. Saw Testament well, last year, so we're more likely to see Enforcer in Argentina than we are in the UK. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're playing there now. <laughs> they're they're popular in Argentina, I think, aren't they? They yeah, they, you know, yeah. in South America, they are very popular. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because South Americans clearly know good heavy metal when they hear it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but yeah, I, we, we can't complain too much, but it's just a shame that we we are all of a sudden being left out. I think bands are making the decision to either play in the UK or play in Europe, yeah. one or the other, but but not both, unfortunately. So, you yeah, know, we have all the festivals here, but we, we don't have a lot of metal festivals as such we've got yeah, I know. the big rock festivals yes and we've got bloodstock which is a metal festival but yeah other than that there's there's not there's not a lot which, which is a real it's, shame it's really extreme it's like proper death proper black sort of like yeah we've got those yeah sort of here and there <laughs> but it's very obscure nothing yeah, nothing you're... fun yeah but nothing in between. Way. They're missing the those uh, in between festivals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, festivals like Keep It True in Germany. Which, yeah. you know that that kind of thing. There, um, I'd love to have something like that in the UK. You know, <laughs> but yeah, like like Anthony said, we we don't have the market for it for some reason. Oh. Well, yeah. there's a gap. There's a gap now in Rock and Ring. So you want to get onto that <laughs> with Pantera? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's a, that's a strange. What what do we think about that? while we're here i mean there's talk of it being because of anselmo and his and his actions and yeah yeah i mean uh, i don't know i i didn't thought about that but i mean that shouldn't be i think like uh, a reason to keep a band from a festival at least for me uh, i don't i don't want to mix never politics with music so that's for the good things and for the bad things, you know. Yeah, that's 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 a fair point. And it was a long time ago, and you know, it, it's uh, Germany, though, isn't it? Mate? If, if it was this, another country, yeah. they would probably be flexible. But Germany are very, very. Yeah, but that's actually that. it, it, it's that's the case of he's. That would be if he did that in Germany, he would actually be breaking the law. Yeah, yeah, illegal to do it in Germany for yeah. very good reasons, and I think they've got. They've got every right to at least be concerned. Um, and it's not a case of like people being oversensitive with stuff, especially in the current climate. Um, and there's, he, he, I'm sorry, he should know better. Mm. You can't claim ignorance on this kind of stuff. And unfortunately, Pantera, coming from where they do, are a band that attract people, Not, I'm not going to say that people who are Nazis, but people who have got, maybe middle of the road what right to far right leanings and you you can't he's in a position where someone's going to see him do it and say well if it's okay for him to do it, it's okay for me to do it and it's like 
I don't think it's one of these things that you create, you know, you, 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 you can be flippant about. I mean, and, you know, we're talking about this now, it's the 27th January. Today is like um, World Holocaust Memorial Day. So it's just like, it's, it's not funny. It's not, I don't, I, I, it's not funny. It's not cool. It's like, grow the fuck up. You, you should know better. You know, it's, and it, and it, and it does, the thing is for me, it does a disservice to metal because it, what it does is it confirms in the eyes of certain detractors that that's what we're like. And none of us here are like that and would never do it. So well, I don't want to be tarnished with the same brush, to be honest. For basically what is, it's not even a Pantera reunion. It's it's half of Pantera. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it's not like, you know, it's, 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 so I'm sorry, you know, take responsibility for your actions. I don't care if it was, if it, if it was 20 years ago. Okay. And he was, I know, having dependency, drug dependency issues and stuff like that. You should know better, you know? Yeah, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. Well, look, we'll, we'll see what happens, but that's that's not what we're here to talk about. I just thought I'd mention it. Yeah, um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, I've lost my train of thought now, talking about, about Phil Anselmo and his, and his nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so like you say, festivals and, and shit like that this year. So... Have you have you guys played live that much? Because obviously, you know, you moved to, to Spain in 2019. You had the pandemic to deal with, didn't you? Which obviously would have slowed everything down for you guys. So have yeah. you had the chance to actually tour that much as a band? Not really. No, no not really. Because we we did play uh, like uh, four or five concerts before pandemics. I mean, since the reformation of the band in 2018 until pandemics. We we got to cancel uh, like five concerts as well. I mean, we were playing with uh, Sabir, the the guy from from Australia. Yeah. Um, it was cancelled, of course, because of the pandemics. And uh, and yeah, <clears throat> and after that, uh, since we uh, we were about to release the the new album, I didn't want to to play until the the new album was out. Yeah. Because it was going to be like weird because we were not playing new songs we were playing Russian fever songs so I didn't want that that I mean let's let's present the the new the new face of the band let's show what we were working on and let's play all the the Blackfire songs and uh, <clears throat> and yeah last year we played uh Trueheim in Germany and Pyrenean in in France as well because those concerts were were planned for us uh, before the pandemic, so they were moved to two thousand and uh, last year actually yeah uh, they were moved like two years forward and yeah and we did you must, our you must be you must be itching to get out there now then get out there and play live yeah yeah, yeah. I mean because. I knew that we were working on on the new album, and I knew all the songs already. And uh, I can I couldn't wait to to show everyone uh, what's new with us. So yeah, I was pretty anxious in that in that in that in that area. Yeah. <laughs> let's um let's talk about the album for a minute. Let's let's uh, you know sort of get all excited about that because you know we we all loved it. It was great fun. <laughs> who 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 sort of wrote or is it all you did is it a sort of collective effort how did it all kind of come together yeah it's mostly my my songs and uh, we have a, an instrumental song called dirge 
that is from the Jamie our guitar player did. But yeah, uh, it's mostly me who who writes the songs of yeah and the lyrics. Do you think, do you think you'll ever? Uh, I mean, you know, going forward, it's like I said, it's, it's it's proper heavy metal. Is that what you always wanted to do? Just proper heavy metal, or have you got ambitions to do different things? You know, it seems now that you know everyone's trying to do something different. They'll take traditional heavy metal, but they'll try and put their own kind of identity on it, whatever yeah. that may be. Um, but I suppose for you guys, it's all about getting out there and playing live now, isn't it? And, and yeah, showing what you can do. But I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of that. I mean, I like to to create music that that is related to me in some ways. In all the ways, in all the possible ways, actually, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, I mean, I love classic rock and classic metal, and I just want it. I don't want to make uh, an eighties tribute or anything like that. I I do want to give it my own uh, vision of of what I like about music and metal uh, and rock. But uh, yeah, I see it that way. I mean, those songs, the Blackfire songs. Uh, I mean were with me like for years i mean since the moment i ended we ended with the russian fever i already had like four or five of the songs of yeah black fire so for me are like it's like a, vis- a version of me of the of the past <laughs> let's say or or it's it's like seeing me uh, like five six years ago and that's what I had in my mind uh, at that at that time, uh, but yeah, I mean, let's say uh, let's say for example, Phoenix, the song Phoenix from the from the Blackfire album, was the latest one uh, I wrote, and uh, it has uh, like a twist. I mean, it, it's it sounds a little different from the rest of the songs, and and that's that's like the the path that I was going through. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it's the it's the title track for me, Blackfire. That's that's yeah. the, the standard song. It's got such a great chorus, and I think mm-hmm. when I was listening to the album the first time, it was when I got to to Blackfire. That's when it kind of jumped out yeah. me then, and I started to really love it and, and just you know get more and more into it. Um, yeah, a couple of your guys have got the most amazing facial hair as well. I have to say that the, <laughs> the mustaches are amazing. <laughs> Christian, your bass player, especially. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he loves it. I mean, he's he's pretty young actually. He's like a well, right now it's 22 or ish, yeah. But at the moment he he were able to to grow a, a mustache. She, I mean he 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 left it there and he loves it. I mean, the, the, the mustache is back. The mustache. Yeah, uh, that's something the, the, that the, the I, mustache. I, the, the mustache is more metal than most <laughs> other bands. Just that the mustache alone. Experience. <laughs> The mustache alone has experienced more than most people experience in their life. Who they were, one yeah. or one. <laughs> there's um, there's another band on uh, on Dying Victims, same load as you, Venator. You 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 probably yeah familiar with them. Yeah, they, they've got they've got some quite incredible mustaches. They, they should just rename themselves to Mustache. Seriously. Mustache, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that's 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 the thing that I'm I'm always uh, fighting the guys because. Uh, <laughs> I say, I mean, let, let's shave it. Uh, let me see how your look, uh, how your face looks, for once. I, I, I wanna let's give it a try. I mean, I, I saw pictures of Christian when he was younger, and he had a, 
regular long straight hair and no beard and he he looked he looks amazing actually and uh, i was like let's i mean that at least my that's my 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 point of view let's let's um uh use your baby face the longer you can <laughs> then you you'll have the time to wear a, a beard you know <laughs> yeah he, he he doesn't look 22 mid 30s no. maybe, <laughs> yeah, yeah not 22 yeah yeah <laughs> fair, fair play to him it's it's, it's a stunning moustache um yeah. <laughs> i mentioned dying victims there just quickly that this is a, this is i think this is part of the reason that that anthony discovered you because you were going through dying victims yeah. roster weren't you and then we we do love the label we, the some of the bands on that label are, are brilliant mm. they just keep giving us just keep giving us great releases don't they yeah um how, how did you how did you come to to sign to dime victims then how did that come about well once the album was done i started the never-ending process of sending emails yeah. <laughs> to all the labels <laughs> and <clears throat> we got some responses of course but the dying victims was the dying victim dying victims was the the better for us. I mean, they they offered a great amount of of copies and copies for the band, and 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 the edition was the better, the best, of course, because the other. I mean, I don't know if you if you if you saw the the vinyl edition. They have like you have a patch, you have a poster, you have a. A postcard you yeah. have uh yeah it's very complete actually and i mean there was no doubt i mean uh we were going with them after reading all, all the proposals and the guy running it uh, florian is, is super easy to tag uh so with so she, yeah, I've, she, I've, he... I've i've been in contact with him a fair bit he, um you know we, we we've reviewed a couple of their albums and things and yeah he, he, he's mm. just a he's just a massive metal fan they, they, yeah it's clear you know, they, they love metal but yeah, yeah. it's no there's no bullshit it's just no no, no. he loves yeah, metal just, like, just, yeah. just proper everybody yeah I'm, I'm disappointed i can't get hold of your your album on purple vinyl anymore it's all sold out isn't it so yeah it is sold out let's let's have a repress of that at some point yeah I'll i mean i i guess it's going to be a, a repress yeah yeah please that would be um <laughs> but this you know dime victims are one of them there's a few of these labels that are popping up now that are really pushing you know true heavy metal and, and this term the new wave of traditional heavy metal that seems to have be a thing now you've even got a whole youtube channel for it um yep. you know nwothm full albums or whatever it's called yeah and you know it's almost going not just the music is going back to the old school. It's almost like everything else is going back to the old school as well. We've gone full circle from vinyl, cassette, CD, digital music, and, and back to vinyl. Um, we had Hell yeah. Ripper on a couple of weeks ago, and he was talking about his music sells more on vinyl than <laughs> any other format. <laughs> you know, we, we've gone all the way back to the old school, and, and I think we're all gagging to have physical music again, not just... A digital file you know yeah i mean i think vinyl i mean i think will never die because no. if you i mean it's it's the ultimate uh version that you can get from uh, an art a music album i mean you have the the big uh the big artwork you have uh of course the quality of of listening the music in vinyl and that's the most proud you you must be if you're 
I mean, if you if you go to be released on vinyl, I think you you should be proud nowadays <laughs> or ever. <laughs> yeah. But do you, do you have a do you have a vinyl collection? Not really, because I had a, a huge a huge CD collection back in Argentina. Uh, it's it is still there. I mean, uh, waiting for me to 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 bring it here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, I don't have many many vinyls. No, no. That, that's that's the downside to physical music. That yeah. the space that it takes up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's true. I'm sure, but, I'm sure you can. Know, I, mean, I know you can buy because my wife's dad used to have one where you could like copy vinyl straight onto CD. Yeah, and, you, uh, you can copy vinyl he, onto. He, MP3 took, he took all his. Yeah, he, yeah. he copied all of his vinyl onto CD. I mean, obviously, still would prefer to play the vinyl, but if you're in the car, unless you can have a fucking death. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, it keeps skipping. <laughs> so you pull over to traffic lights and someone's like, get moving. So I've got, I've got to change sides. <laughs> that sounds like like a, a thing that a DJ will have, you know, like a limo with... Uh, with decks to play vinyls, you know. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. maybe this, this or a rapper. Like I don't know. <laughs> Did you ever consider only releasing your album digitally? Because some bands don't even do that now. They they don't even consider, yeah. you know, physical albums. No, I mean, I I think if you uh, your music doesn't exist doesn't exist if if it don't goes if 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 it's not released on on physical, <laughs> I think. That's that way. Yeah. <laughs> how I do you mean, feel about how do you feel about cassettes though? I, I, I love them because I started with cassettes because yeah, my, well, yeah we all did. We all did. Yeah, my father had a, a huge uh, collection of cassettes and I started listening Keys, ACDC, Twisted Sister, Bon Jovi, Ryan Adams, everything in cassettes. So I have a I love them. <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't beat the, uh, the the joy of making a really good mixtape. Yeah. yeah. Actually, uh, my wife uh, made me a, a mixtape for one of our anniversaries, and I still have it. I mean, I love that. I spent, like, I don't know, when I was young and I started listening to music, I spent uh, hours and hours standing by by the the cassette player and recording from the radio and recording yeah. from CDs, creating the, the mixtapes. We all so, did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a right. That was a right of passage for our age, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was. If you heard anything, we, sort of we, we had, on the a, radio. We, had <laughs> we had we had a friend who copied so many CDs from like the public library onto tape and then took CD back. But at one point, when he was about eighteen or nineteen, was seriously considering sending a letter of apology to like Capitol <laughs> Records, saying, "I'm sorry, I've copied so much of your stuff on the tape, and I have paid for it." <laughs> like, like, kind of confessing, like, you know, like early days, like music piracy. But, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Napster comes along, and uh, the days of the, I mean, the, a playlist is good, but it's not the same. It's not the same thing. It's, yeah, it's. The thing yeah. is, it, it, it got to the point where it, I had all my, my cassettes recorded from the the top forty on a Sunday evening. Every Sunday <laughs> was the top the top forty over here. And the thing is, when I think when I hear certain pop songs and rock songs from the 80s and the 90s, I always think about the song that was next on my cassette. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I listen to them so much. It's, you know, I've got that association in my mind. That's that's how iconic it was. <laughs> well, look, yeah, you know, well, heavy metal started with with trade and tapes. We all know that as, you know, 
they they sound shit, but they've got their place in history. Yeah, you know they are they are really important. But I, I just I'm just amazed at the the number of of bands that are releasing their music on cassette now. In the last couple of years, it's gone crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's like a collectioner's item as well, because I mean, I don't. I said before that uh, I mean your music don't exist if it's it's not physical. But I mean, I'm not against uh, anything uh, like uh, Spotify or anything like that. Um, but if you like the the album, I mean, you 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 want to to have it physically, and yeah. you can you can have a different experience. Uh, reading the lyrics, uh, watching, I mean, enjoying all the the artwork and and. Yeah, but of, of there's, there's something about it though isn't it yeah you know if you're a, if you're a, if you're playing a gig and someone comes up to you and goes oh I've, I've put your song on my playlist you can't sign a fucking playlist <laughs> no, like, you sign the screen of the iphone you yeah know, you know if someone, if someone comes up to you like with a with a, like a vinyl go, I've, I've bought your vinyl it's great and like you know could you sign it for me that's worth something like you know both yeah. both like you know financially but also there's meaning to it yeah, yeah, that's meaning. Yeah. And, that was and, the gig I was at, and etc. etc. signed it, and um, playlists just don't have that. You know, it's like you know. No. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure like the modern day equivalent would be, I posted my playlist on Spotify or on Instagram, and the band that I liked commented on the post. I mean, that might be the same thing, but no. it's not physical. You know, it's like no. you know, you, you, your mates come over, you go, "Oh my god, look, like, I, I got my vinyl signed." <laughs> And I mean, I'm sure it must be really like satisfying, and also that a certain amount of gratification that when you signed your music, signed for the label, and then you've got that first pressing of your music on vinyl, and you're just holding it in your hands, going, "I did this. This is me." Yeah, you know, it's like yeah, totally. it must feel really good. Yeah, uh, uh, the most important thing for me is that that at the end, is it is art as well. I mean. It is, it is a piece of art and uh, and you have to i mean it's like having like uh, i don't know uh, like a, a, a drawing from a from an artist or or something like that i mean uh, at the end it's art and it's not meant to be to be uh, floating in the air <laughs> no it just it emphasizes that you've worked on that it's been created it's Exactly. It's, it's easy to it's easy to overlook that when it's just another piece of digital information on on the internet. Yeah, of course. It's not like an amber floating there. <laughs> there are there are positives to obviously positives to music streaming though. Sorry, I, I'm just wandering around the room. I've got cramp in my foot. Um, <laughs> and obviously, it makes it easier for you to get your music out there. I mean, we're talking about when we were kids and we had cassettes and things like that. You know, you had to physically sort of hand yeah. a cassette to someone or anything like that is it, great you know anthony discovered you guys on the internet and obviously it kind of snowballs from there so you know you can get your music out there easier now can't you yeah of course i mean it's not the same uh that it was back then i mean god knows what what should be raptor in back then <laughs> i mean we were never we were never made it from i mean made it from anywhere i think to anywhere uh of course it's, it is important and you should you should embrace that and use it in your favor uh internet and, and everything 
no, you feel I mean, the same about social? It, yeah. Sorry, sorry, go on, go on, Andy, go on. Well, no, this is it. I mean, I'm just because I was just doing a little bit of research for this thing, but just seeing what Argentinian rock music history and metal history was like. And there was a few, there was a few bands that had popularity within the country back in the eighties, like uh, Riff, I think was one. Yeah. Apple, I love like Riff. That, but, like none of them I'd ever heard of. And I don't yeah, think any profile in Europe. And you just think how many good bands, how many bands with potential have there been over the years in different countries across the world that couldn't get out of what they were and couldn't, couldn't no. generate enough um, exposure, but may have done if they'd have had the internet. Yeah. So yeah. Totally. Just, I mean, yeah. the, the language, the language, the Spanish language is uh, a great gatekeeper, let's say for, for the Argentinian artists to be to be out there, and in terms of metal, there were very few bands that that were singing in in English in in the eighties, honestly, and nowadays as well. But if you if you take a look at at the the trap scene nowadays, all the the major trappers are from from Argentina, and they are huge here in in Spain and. and and they did that uh, that huge uh, step up because, of course, of, of social media. Are there any um, are there any Spanish metal bands you've come across living in Spain that you think are okay? Uh, from Spain, um, trying to think of of Spanish metal bands. Portuguese I mean, the the, the the bigger bands now are uh, Angelus Apatrida. I don't know if you are aware of them. I've, I've heard of them. They're not, not anything no. I've listened to. It sounds like a power metal band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. It's more like trash in the vein of New Exodus, New Testament. Okay. You might enjoy it. What, what are they called? Sorry? Ange- Angelus Apatrida. Angelus Apatrida. Angelus Apatria. I've seen the name around. Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, and you have as well Crysis. They thrash, are trash band. Yeah, yeah exactly. Them. Yeah, yeah. They're good. They are big uh, here in in Spain. I mean, no bands call my attention here. Go on. So one of the things I like is that when you've got um, guys like Nicholas and Raptore, and um, I mean a lot of these bands sing in English, and it's great because it gives. I'm a, I'm an actually I'm an, I'm an English I'm an English teacher, Nicholas. So yeah. you know. Um, it's like you know, there's there are, you you get students in class that you say to them, well, what, when, how do you how do you practice English outside of class? What do you do? And a lot of students will say, oh, I listen to music, and which is yeah. great. But <laughs> you've always got those like kind of um, the students that don't fit into the regular mold. That you know they dress a bit differently, they act a bit differently, and they might be into punk or metal or hardcore or something. And to have bands that are not native English speakers. Um, singing, writing music in English is quite motivating for them, and you know it's really accessible. So you know, and and they might they might want to learn English by listening to music, but there's not they they don't want to do it by listening to fucking One Direction or mm. you know some shitty fucking boy band, which is which is what a lot of other students would do. So and not to be too general, general, I think. Some of the, the vocabulary that the, the the metal and punk bands use from a from a literal teaching perspective is much more beneficial because there's such a wide range of topics that get spoken and sung about. So it's really cool. So like you know there, there are there are benefits to like what you guys do and a lot of other bands do that 
you might not know about, but it, it has a small impact on, you know, a lot of kids' everyday, everyday lives. And, and it's motivating because, you, like you say, well, if they can speak English like that, then I can, then there's hope, you know, I can do it. It's really yeah. cool, you know? Yeah, so I'm, I think about it uh, the same way you do. I mean, uh, one of the, the things that I always loved uh, when I was younger and I was discovering music was to listen to a band uh, that like in that band and they were singing in English, of course, and at the end, finding out that they were from Argentina, let's say. And it was like, wow, no way, there's no way they got, these guys are from Argentina. They sound perfect or anything. And that was like a huge compliment for, uh, for the band. And <clears throat> that kind of inspired me as well. And regarding the, the I mean, listening to music and, and learning the, the language, that's the way I, I, I learned uh, to speak English very poorly at the moment. It's, it's, it is a work in progress, but it, <laughs> your, English, your English is great, mate. Don't worry. <laughs> but um, that 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 that's the way. I mean, listening to Kiss, uh, reading all all the lyrics, watching a lot of movies. That's that's the way for me. I mean, in school, we don't have like this in Argentina. In in a regular school, you don't have like a, a high level of English. It sucks actually, and. Uh, there's no way you can learn English and speak English by the education you have in Argentina. Uh, I'm not talking about, uh, of course, uh, a private a private school. Uh, I mean, school or or some high level. <laughs> uh, no, I, 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 people, work with, but, yeah. I work with I work with some people that have worked in Argentina. Um, I H Buenos Aires. Which is mm -hmm. international house, but it's, it's a private language school. I, I work for the same company um, mm -hmm. here in Italy, and um, but those 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 courses they're expensive. Yeah, about twelve thirteen hundred euros a year, and not everyone can afford them. So, and you're right, the, the the way that languages are taught in a lot of countries like this, it's you know, it's there's too much to focus on on grammar and stuff. So like, you know, kids want to go away and be able to, they want to learn the vocab. They want to learn the, um, they just you know, know how to count one, two, three, yeah, four, yeah. five. Yeah. Yeah. They want to sing along and, and stuff. It. It's really cool. Did you ever consider singing in Spanish rather than English? Uh, I mean, no, 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 actually. I mean, from the beginning, I, 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 I saw it very clear. I mean, this is going to be in English. Metal is in English. Music is in English, <laughs> and uh, and there's no way I. I mean, I can of course sing a chorus song or anything in Spanish that might be very close to my heart or or something like that. But yeah, uh, no, no, I I would never sing uh, entirely in Spanish. Never. <laughs> but, I mean, this is this is the benefit of metal of all kinds yeah. is that people who are not English or don't speak English as a first language can can sing in, in English, you know, and it's and it's not as great, but you can yeah. adapt the vocals to the music. I mean, you know, take a band like Sepultura who are from Brazil. Yeah. I mean, they 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 speak good English, but if you didn't know that band, if you didn't know they were from Brazil, you just heard that they're sort of 
approach to vocals, you, you wouldn't know where they came from. And that's kind of, that works with metal. It doesn't work so much with pop. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, by listening, I mean, it's all by listening, by copying the pronunciations, the the accents, and, and developing your own as well. I, mean, I don't know. I might sound like, like saying, an Italian, Argentinian. I mean, I, I might sound super weird. That, 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 you know, that, that, <laughs> that's an interesting point. That's an interesting point, because if you, if, if you didn't know that Ozzy Osbourne or Rob Halford from Birmingham, could you, could you make that inference? by listening to the music? Absolutely not. Well, Ozzy Osbourne sang with an American accent. Yeah, that's that's the thing as well. What you're doing (laughs) is you're singing singing in tune with the music or you're following the music and the music doesn't necessarily represent the pronunciation patterns of English in terms of spoken, just normal conversational English. It's a really good... Some of my students who listen to heavy metal, their pronunciation is better than students that don't, um, and you can you you can tell straight away the ones that are like you know learning learning English from music because their vocabulary is much wider. Um, but I mean, I, I I one of the one of the things I love, you go into a class as a teacher, and you know you 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 kind of you look at you cross across a sea of faces, and you know everyone's dressed the same. And there's that there's that there's the kid at the back with the death leprosy t-shirt, and you're like. <laughs> No. That's the kid I need to speak to. <laughs> you're like, and you're just like, are you wearing that T-shirt because you think it's cool or you're wearing it because you actually like the band? And they just look at you and, you, and they and they just go, Chuck Shorting was the father of death metal. Like, that kid is a proper fan. Like, so what, I mean, I, I, I actually, I, I play my students like Slayer and Megadeth and stuff. And like, if, like, if, they, if they say to you, well, what 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 kind of teacher is Padre? Because Padre plays this heavy metal. <laughs> you know, that's a good thing to be known as, to be known for. <laughs> he, he, he's he's known as other things too, but we, we, won't, <laughs> we won't talk too much about that. But if anybody can learn from heavy metal, I'm all I'm all for it. You know, it's uh, let's 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 go off metal for a second because <laughs> let's 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 talk about the World Cup. Oh, nice. You know, you're you're Argentinian, and and you know we messaged back and forth a couple of times about this. Yeah. Um, how does it feel to be a World Cup winner? Oh, it's amazing! It's amazing because even though we won the cup two twice already, uh, I I was I mean I wasn't even born back then back then. <laughs> so this is like my uh, World Cup. <laughs> I feel it like that because most of the players have my age. And I can relate to them. Uh, I've seen them uh, growing up. I grown I grown up uh, along with them as well because uh, most of them uh, are came out from from River Plate, which is my the team I support in Argentina. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you have that in your house. That's nice. <laughs> he, he drew that. He drew that. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 I draw. But Pretty professional. Oh, thank you. <laughs> He's brilliant. He's Lionel. Yeah. Really and yeah, I, I was super happy the, for the, the real plate guys. And of course for Messi. He he deserved it. He he went through a lot and they I mean they threw a lot of shit to him and this is like his I mean th- that's the way the story needed to be. <laughs> 
I said at the start of the World Cup, I think this is Argentina's World Cup. Even when you lost to Saudi Arabia in the first game, yeah, but it was some, cool something felt lose. that you know <laughs> it, it, it's the one thing that Messi had left to win, and it just felt right that it was going to be Argentina's World Cup, and, and you know you guys fully deserved it. I didn't really watch the World Cup to be fair; I, I kind of avoided it, but <laughs> but you know, watch the final. Really, Oh, really? I, I watched. I watched some of the final. I was I really happy to see to see Emmy Martinez win. You know, win the World yeah. Cup and to get the Golden he's, Glove. And he's nuts, man. He's so he, crazy. He's, he's fucking nuts. But he, he he's my keeper. You know. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll take that. But um, the, the the difference with with Lionel Messi, and we obviously make the comparisons with Messi and Ronaldo. Sorry to metal fans that aren't interested in football, by the way, but we're going to do this regardless. Um, <laughs> Lionel Messi plays football with joy. And that's yeah, that's is. the difference. Whereas Ronaldo does. just doesn't. This really is this is the thing with Ronaldo. He, he seems to be like, again. Sorry if some non-metal fans who don't like football, but like, <laughs> Messi's a one-club player. And like, you know, why would you leave Barcelona if you're Messi? Why, you know? But at the same time, Ronaldo, like Lionel Messi, he's not a brand. Ronaldo's he's got that CR7 brand. Yeah, he's always chasing the next paycheck. And if football is so important to you for love of the game, why have you signed with the Saudi Arabian club? Yeah. Like, why, yeah. Okay, if, you know, why don't, why don't you go and join, you know, if, if, if you want the money, but you want the football, go and I mean, fucking join Newcastle. I'm sure Newcastle United will give him the 500 grand a week that he wants. Go back to Argentina. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you know, or just like, you know, Anything is better to play in Saudi Arabia. Anything. It's I mean, like, you know, go to Brazil, me, go to me, Argentina. Me, me, Messi. Go to the Messi M- seems, MLS, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Messi, Messi seems to be comfortable. Messi seems to be comfortable as the star in a team, but also a team player. But Ronaldo just yeah. wants to be yeah. the player. And, you know, don't go don't go on TV crying about how Manchester United have like done you wrong. You chose to go back for them. Um, and, it, and and if, if the other players are not standard, Help them get up to stand, rather than going crying to everyone. Going, oh, I'm being, I've been so ill treated. I've only got, I've only got five hundred grand a week. Oh my god, oh, I, I can't buy another Ferrari. You know, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, we don't want, we don't want to see that. I mean, just play uh, football and shut the fuck up and uh, and and focus yourself on on being the greatest in the field. Yeah, and, exactly, exactly. And that will work out. Ronaldo yeah. is the fucking Dave Mustaine of, of football. <laughs> you think? <laughs> it, I, 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 exp- explain that comment. Come on. Okay, it's just like you know, I, yeah. I've, 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 I've left all these clubs. I've been kicked out of all these clubs, and I'm, and I'm, and it, but it's never my fault. Yeah, you know, nothing I've right. ever done. Yeah. Is, 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 the conspiracy against me is massive. So Messi will be you Metallica, know. right? Like the biggest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just one of the things I love most was like I think it was it was twenty it was twenty nineteen and I was I was I was living in, in, in Puglia in southern Italy and I think it was Juventus versus a- a- Atletico Madrid in the Champions League and I was in a bar and it was it was full of Juventus fans and Juventus fans are like Manchester United fans who live in London. <laughs> They're just fucking annoying. <laughs> because no Juventus fans live in Turin, right? Um, and I think when 
you know, at, at, Atletico were doing their usual stuff, like the dark arts of football. They were diving, they were getting penalty, they were getting free kicks, they were wasting time, and they won like three two or something. They came, they actually came from behind and won, and just you could have heard bushweed go through the bar there was just complete silence and people were like crying and <laughs> and then like you, you the, the camera just cuts to ronaldo's faces it's like i am better than all of these and they have let me down and you're just like well <laughs> no you've let them down yeah because like juventus signed him to win the champions league he never delivered and it was always someone else's fault but you chose to go there you know you could have stayed at real madrid why did why did you leave if your boyhood dream was to go to Real Madrid, why did you leave? You could have been like a five-time Champions League winner and you would have eclipsed Messi. Yeah. But one yeah. last quick thing on um, on football before before we move on. Um, you're a River Plate fan. Have you yeah. have you been to a River Plate Boca Juniors game? Because it's one of those things I would love to experience. Yeah, uh, not to that particular game. No. Uh, <clears throat> I, um, I lived in... I used to live in City Bell, which is a city near uh, La Plata, and that's not uh, that's far from from Buenos Aires. I mean, it's part of of the city, of course, but it it is not near. And <clears throat> and going to those kind of matches are it is pretty dangerous, actually. Dangerous, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I went here to. To see Messi in Barcelona, I went to a match that Christian got me tickets because he's he's uh, he has uh, season tickets, <laughs> and um, and it was like going to a concert, you know, uh, to a theater, let's say, yeah. to a theater concert. Concert, but I, I was missing some some action and energy from from the fans. Uh, I'll be honest, but uh, in terms of the show. I rather prefer, of course, to to watch the the match, uh, yeah, properly. Let's say, but uh, yeah, I went to to real play the stadium, and I, I went to see Vans there, and I went to to a match, one only match uh, I saw real play there, but yeah, never been to a uh, Boca River. <laughs> if um if if watching Barcelona in the new Camp is a theatre, surely Boca Juniors River Plate is like grindcore. Yeah, yeah, is it like for sure. Is it like a, a Boca Juniors River Plate game? It's like a Slayer mosh pit. It's just got completely out of hand. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's, it's like that thing from the film Anchorman. <laughs> that escalated. That escalated really quickly. <laughs> Rick killed a guy. The question of derbies. I think there was a writer once who said he'd he'd, he'd been to all of a all of the derbies across the world, um, all of, all the intensities, and seen all of the classics. And he said. The one, the one that doesn't get eclipsed in terms of sheer hatred between the fans is actually Portsmouth versus Southampton. Oh fuck! Oh, really? <laughs> apparently no. Apparently he was quite. He was very adamant about that. Has he been to a Birmingham Villa game? I mean, you know, I've, I've never seen anything like That's that. That's up there. Fucking hell! All right, let's let's, let's... What make that. What would make that even better? Birmingham Villa, right? If it was a case of priests were Birmingham but Villa was Sabbath that would be like <laughs> the icing on the cake that would be you know that would make it you know and like they came out to Sabbath and Priest but do you have any uh, like uh, flags from the supporters uh, with uh, some I don't know some quote from a Sabbath song or from a Maiden yeah, song yeah or... Villa, Villa do, do you... at, at Villa Park okay. yeah there's, there's loads of Sabbath related stuff and um, before the players come out they play Crazy Train every game 
Oh, that's nice. So <laughs> or, par- or paranoid as well sometimes as well. So there's always that respect, isn't there? It's, and it's 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 great mm-hmm. as a Villa fan whenever I go to games hearing hearing Aussie or Sabbath blasting out over the stadium. And yeah, yeah Gizer is from there, right? Gizer yeah. supports uh, yeah, Villa, G- right? Yeah, okay. the, yeah, Gizer got Gizer plays. He plays a, a Villa base as well, like a blue oh, base oh, with really? Villa crest on it. So, oh. yeah, that's that's nice. just <laughs> another reason why Villa are the greatest. Anyway, let's move on <laughs> from football. Um, so just a couple of sort of random questions really we've asked this question to a couple of other bands because it's something that annoys me and i apologize to the other two because i always bring this up but something that irritates me at gigs at concerts is is the people who stand in the crowd and film the whole thing on their phones (laughs) and don't seem to get don't seem to engage with the actual experience as a performer when you're on stage have you a have you experienced a great deal of that and b does it does it irritate you when you just see someone standing there with a yeah. fire in the air? Uh, <laughs> I saw that uh, Justin Hawkins from the the Darkness, the yeah, band from yeah. England. He he's pretty annoying. I mean, he he goes, he gets pretty annoyed by that. And and at 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 the end of of the concert uh, when they play like uh, I believe in a thing called love. Yeah, he he stops the show every every time and he says like, okay, let's have one designer. Uh, recorder let's say and he points at one guy and say to him you will be the the person in charge to to film in this song okay the the rest just put your phones away and <laughs> and let's bounce he says let's bounce with, with us <laughs> and i don't know I, I think it's funny but i mean when i'm playing <coughs> i'm 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 concerned in in delivering the 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 music properly, the lyrics properly, to be tuned to 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 don't miss any note. So I'm not uh, pretty much aware of people filming me, and I, I don't mind actually. And sometimes I sometimes I I I pose, I strike a pose for the uh, <laughs> for the photographer first. Cool. Let's say that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's okay. completely on purpose. But, can can yeah. I ask? Can I ask a completely random question that's not even massive? <laughs> what yeah. is your favorite swear word in Italian? Oh fucking hell! My favorite what? Swa? Swear word. Like, curse. Uh, your favorite ah, curse. curse in Italian. Well, the thing is that I'm I might not know pretty much of Italian Italian or words. Spanish. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, in Spanish, it must be la concha de la lora or something like that. I mean, I mean, what matters is the way you 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 pronounce it and the 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 strength you put on it. I mean, that's. I mean, I I I quite like um my my favorite in Italian is probably um coglione, which means wanker. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or like you've got to get the hand gestures right. Sorry, I'm gonna say no me frego on cats, eh? Like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You know, you know, yeah that, that, that's, that, you know, we say it with a bit of venom. That's, that's, that's a good one. The um, thing is that if, if you're in Italia, you say something like Porca Madonna, something like a cursing uh, the Holy Mary, uh, Italians go uh, very offended, actually, if you, yeah, yeah, you I, say I, that. I, I, I know, I know. Yeah. I've, that... I've done that. <laughs> But yeah, in Argentina, I mean, the level is is way high. I mean, you can say anything about a person, and I mean, you are so used to that that 
it's pretty rare that you got offended by that. I mean, you actually, have to... my, 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 my favorite, actually, to be fair, actually, I, I, I forgot this. My favorite in, in Italian is, and this is great, and I wish we had this in English. It's like a, if faccio culo a casier, I'll make you an asshole like this. And you do that when you say it. <laughs> okay. You're going to get pissed off now. Let's 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 move on from childish corner. Let's just wrap this up because you know the next time you're at Waitrose or Sainsbury's and someone pushes in in front of you in the queue, just, just they literally turn around to them Trigans and just go, if Fatue Kula Wakazi, eh? Okay, keep that in mind. Right, if um right, you know, other other sort of random questions. If if there was one phone call that came through to you, the, the dream tour that Raptori would love to, to get on, a band you'd love to play with, you know, who, <laughs> who would that be? Uh, I know Kiss. that's quite a contrived question, but... Kiss, of course. Yeah. Opening for Kiss. Oh, Kiss, <laughs> yeah. okay. Right. Yeah. Cool. yeah. I mean, it's my dream band, uh, my favorite band, my, my all-time band. Uh, I'd love to hang with Paul Stanley. I have a chat or have a beer or, or a wine or anything and... And let's just talk about music, and and that's it. Have, yeah. Have you seen them? No. I mean, uh, I I've saw Kiss. I saw Kiss live uh, like four times in Argentina, once here in Barcelona as well. But <clears throat> uh, yeah, it is Kiss. I mean, all my 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 the bands that that made made me to go into music. Like Kiss, Judas Priest, uh, Purple, Black Sabbath, ACDC, of course. Uh, I don't know all the big ones. What do you think? We've talked about this before as well. What do you think is going to happen with Kiss retiring, Judas Priest, Maiden, Metallica? They're all getting old, obviously. They're all our old. Yeah. You know, in the next five years, they're not going to be around. Yeah, yeah, you know, so and I can tell the bands I can tell they they gone. don't want to 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 leave it right now. I mean, no. after pandemics, it's like they all the bands like there were they were like, okay, this shit might happen. There might be situations situations in which we are not allowed to to tour to do our stuff. So let's stop messing around with this. Let's stop uh, being uh, confronted with each other. Let's stop. Of uh, say uh, talking about uh, uh, farewells or last tours, and let's try to to do it until the day we die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's why you have kids uh, saying they they were going on their last tour and they were not, and now they are on their last tour apparently, and that's why you have uh, made them not, not thinking on on giving up and. And Priest as well. Uh, I mean, Ozzy, uh, I, I saw, I see Ozzy and he can barely stand. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel sorry for him. I, I mean, I don't want to see him in that condition standing <clears throat> on the stage. But last, last album, I, I loved the, the last album he did. But of course, he, he's not aware of the lyrics. He's not aware of who the fuck is writing the, his songs. Yeah. And <clears throat> It's not a, a a nice a nice image for for one of the the greatest. No, but not. what what is going to happen? I don't know. I, I don't think there are going to be. I don't think 
there that there are going to be new bands replacing them i mean there's no way no band can replace them because they all these people we are talking about they created uh the the genre the, the genre they yeah. Yeah. they develop i mean they they are the, like the this the foundation the foundational stones for for we we, we did an this. episode quite a while ago where we talked about what happens when bands like metallica megadeth sabbath priest maiden what happens to the festival scene when these bands stop playing live because those are the bands that you know if you're a festival promoter yeah. You can say, right, if I book Metallica, they bring I'm the gonna money. Sell, <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm going to yeah, sell 70,000 yeah, tickets. Yeah. So mm. like, we came to the conclusion that you might see more smaller festivals. Yeah, maybe. In, a, in a way, it's going to enable bands like yourself to be able to get more exposure because you you may never headline Donington. You may never mm. get on the bill at Donington. Yeah, thank you for that. But you have the chance. <laughs> you have the chance. You have the chance to play multiple festivals and get that exposure, and then yeah. be able to make a living from it, and like you know, you know, you know, make money that you can feed your family. Et yeah, I mean, et the thing is that the metal as it is right now, I think it, at least from from here uh, and and to the next 20 years i don't know it will never is going to be as huge as it was in the 80s let's say that won't happen that never is going to happen happen again no band is going to be that huge i mean and that was because it was uh, a trend and you have metal on mtv or or anywhere because it was the thing uh, at the moment, as it was, I don't know, grunge in the nineties, um, all all the trends that came came later. So, <clears throat> until me- <clears throat> metal reached that point again, I mean, no band uh, is going to be uh, that huge and is, is going to be able to replace the the big uh, the big bands. But it is a bad thing. But I, I also think that. You should adapt uh, in some ways. Uh, in some way, I mean, I'm not saying you should uh, include a trap or or shitty shitty TikTok music to to metal. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that you should you as a musician should should be aware of what's going on uh, right now outside metal. What is going on? Uh, you you can um, close yourself to to new wave of traditional heavy metal and that's it because it's it, otherwise it's going to die in small clubs forever. I mean, you should you as a musician. I think you should you should have clear what is your uh, idea or your project, and you have to you have it clear for you. I mean, you want to 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 make it. To the music, or you want uh, to to create a career of it. You want to um, try to save metal, to create, uh, to be important for metal, or you just want to be an an eighties tribute band and <clears throat> and and look like a band from thirty years ago, forty years ago. 
you have to decide that. And after that, uh, you should work towards that objective uh, accordingly. And if you're going one way, you can complain of the results of not being in the other path. I mean, if you're going, if you're playing 80s theme songs, uh, your looks are pretty 80s. Uh, uh, everything surrounds you is about the 80s. Uh, you look the exact same way that uh, all the bands looked in the 80s. <clears throat> okay, that's what you're going to be until you die, <laughs> like an 80s <laughs> tribute. And you can complain of not getting any recognition because you did nothing to change that or to to bring something new to the metal scene. We we don't need millionaire rock stars to have great heavy metal. At the end of the day, we you know it's 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 just not important anymore. It's hip hop is all about money and cars and and women and and gold watches and all that kind of shit. Whereas heavy metal, we we don't need it anymore. It's not what it's all about. And there's enough. There's so much new music out there now that, you know, we will always have the great bands, obviously, but there's almost every day I listen to a new band. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy now. And, and it's, just, <laughs> it's great. It's, it's so healthy. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah, but, yeah, but for, the, for those bands, yeah, for those bands to, to keep, uh, to keep themselves relevant, relevant or anything. I mean, they should, they should do anything new they should bring something uh, different they should engage with people uh, <clears throat> uh from from all different areas and music genres because otherwise it's it's like a dead end for for yeah. for traditional metal or anything i mean i'm not i'm not saying that i'm going that my next album is going to be hip hop Raptor, I'm just saying that. Uh, <laughs> please, yeah, please, please don't do hip hop. No, 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 no. I mean, I. The thing is that I, the 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 elements that I use to uh, to <clears throat> inspire myself uh, when I'm writing is they came from anywhere. I mean, they came from from of course uh, pop, from rock, from movies, from books, from they came from from anywhere. Uh, What's not, your um? I'm not listening to 80s metal all day, and that's it. <laughs> what's your what's? Do you, do you have like um? Who are your favorite guitar players? In terms of of metal, uh, uh, uh anything, Glenn, anything. Okay, Glenn Tipton as a solo solo writer, I think he's the best and my favorite, of course. Glenn Tipton from Judas Priest, and then uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Ted Nugent. I love them. Nuge. I have a huge blues background. <laughs> uh, blue blues is this something that someone said to me once. We've, we've talked about new metal, God knows how many times on this, but blues is such an important element of, of hard rock and heavy metal, and obviously always will be. And new metal, yeah. when it was when it was big, the one thing it lacked was was a blues influence. So you know, like you said, yeah, the course. fact that you, you're big on the blues, it's it's going to be a huge influence in any guitar player's life. So it's, yeah, yeah. It's right. when I started it'll, playing it'll guitar, never, I, I mean, yeah. yeah, I was, I loved, uh, I had a lot of CDs, DVDs from Steve Ray Bogan. I love the way he, he dressed. Uh, I love the, the hats. Uh, and of course the way he, he, he connect to, to the guitar. I mean, he were, he was which, able um, to, to transmit with his solos. 
which 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 heavy metal guitar players do you think are overrated? Overrated. <laughs> That's a leading <laughs> question. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the guys from the eighties they are they were all uh, awesome and they were developing new techniques. So they they were all uh, I mean huge. And um, but who's overrated? It's, it's hard. Know. It's hard to diss someone's craft. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, no, that's that's that's, that's a dangerous King? territory. Kerry King. I mean, I don't think he's overrated. I mean, he is what he is. I mean, his solos are the, the Kerry King solos, and you can't expect to hear anything outside that from Kerry King. I mean, I just accept what he what he has to show, and and that's that's what what he is. I mean. I don't expect um, anything outside that from I've, when I listen said, to his I've said this before. That's why Slayer works because Hanneman and King were completely uh-huh. different. You know, you, yeah. you, knew, you knew a Hanneman solo because it had the melody, but one of the, one of the things was mental. If you go back and listen to previous episodes of this podcast, I have a lot to say about Machine Head. Oh, fucking. <laughs> you don't like that one. And, and, and like one, of, one, of the bands, one of the bands that we're not allowed to bring up on this podcast, Nicholas. <laughs> Is Dream Theater because Trigenza absolutely hates Dream Theater. What's your stance on Dream Theater? I love Dream Theater. I love them. I'm off. <laughs> Sorry for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'll they, never they were... come back on this podcast again. <laughs> you said that. Now I'm a person. I'll make, it, I'll make an exception. <laughs> I mean, right, they were um, they were they were pretty important for me when I was uh, learning music. So, their them Opeth and Symphony X, they were like the three okay. prog rock, uh, prog metal band uh, statements for me. <laughs> yeah, Opeth up yeah. here, Dream Theater all <laughs> the way down here. I mean, I don't like what they are doing currently. I mean, I love their albums until I don't know. Octavarium, something like that. But yeah, I, I, I understand. I, yeah, <laughs> I can, I can, I can tolerate Dream Theater in the sort of awake images and words those yeah, days. But that's good cool stuff. Yeah, what they are now, they're yeah. just they're they're awful. I think our our friend who's a who's a frequent guest on this podcast, and he's in a band called The Grudge, um, and he does our sort of intro music. Um, I think he's been cursing Dream Theater in some form or another since Jordan Rudess started playing the keyboards. I think that's that was his uh, dividing line, wasn't yeah, it? He's, he yeah, he's yeah. You're, e- you're either a Derek Sherinian man or a Jordan Rudess man. Yeah. I think, so yeah. Yeah. oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, check out check out the Grudge by the way. Um, give them a listen, and um, you, you might enjoy it a bit more. Sort of you know Black Sabbath bluesy type hard rock, but give them a listen. Good friends of ours, so but know them. Okay. The more people that listen to them, the better. I'll I'll I'll, I'll ping you a link. Um, Excellent. Let's let's sort of round things off a little bit because you know you're not feeling very well. Let's not keep you too long. So um, let's give out one last plug. Then tell everybody about about Raptore and your plans for New Year. Where they can see you live in the coming year and and you know all that kind of thing. Just give it a plug. More okay, we're uh, we're playing in. Uh, here in Spain, we're playing Murcia, the Spectros Festival, in March. We're playing uh, France in Toulouse with Executor and Temptation as well in 
in March as well, at the end of March. And we're doing some uh, some Barcelona concerts that are going to be announced um, at the end, yeah, around uh, September. And uh, we are as well playing uh, Oberhausen in Germany that is going to be confirmed and to be announced. No, no, not, not confirmed, to be announced at the end of sept September. Uh, you can find all this information. You'll find it uh, pretty shortly in in our Instagram or, or Facebook. And we are currently working on our next album. We have a lot of songs uh, already written and we're just... Yeah, I mean, I don't think we were we are going to be able to record the new album at the end of this year. I hope so, but maybe the first uh, yeah semester of next year for sure we are going to the studio again. Nice. Well, it, it would be nice if uh, if someone would bring you over to the UK because we'd we'd love to see you here. It would be yeah, uh, you know, we'd we'd hundred percent be there. We're uh, open for it, so just reach us. <laughs> Yeah, some someone reach out. You know, we've got people listening all over the world as well. So the more people that that get to hear your music, you know, the better. Yeah, so appreciate if, that. If we can help with that, then an amazing Nico. Um, thank you for joining us. Thank you for your time. It's uh, it's it's been great fun. And um, like I said, let's try and get your music out there as much as we possibly can because you know, if look, if anyone's listening to this this podcast and they, they love heavy metal they will love your music that's that's the way we look <laughs> at it. It, it's, it's it's heavy metal and that's what we're all here for the reason we started this podcast in the first place is we're all heavy metal fans yeah. padre doesn't listen to any music past 1992 so <laughs> we, we tried to, <laughs> to get him listening to new stuff and that's what we're okay. all here for so you know if, <laughs> If we can help with that, then then great. So that yeah. fucking joke is now 20 years old. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> For fuck's sake, I listened to Power Ship. Well, what do you want? <laughs> you, yeah, you, you still got work to do. So yeah, Nico, honestly, thank you for your time. Mate. It's been uh, it's it's been great fun. No, it's been a pleasure. And, and, um, and thank you for having yeah, me. Nico, of course. Yeah, pleasure. Grazie mille. <laughs> Tante grazie. Salute a tutti. Um, so yeah um, but thanks for listening everybody uh, we'll obviously be back again next week with um, I don't know what to be perfectly honest with we'll probably look back at, at January in the last few weeks and some of the recent album releases and stuff it's, it's been a um, it's been a great month so far so uh, I think we need to look at the Sanguistuglebog album as well yeah whatever that's all about um, you know what it, it's, it's really grown on me it really has we'll talk about it probably <laughs> next week so yeah, uh. tune in for that um thanks again for listening and uh hopefully spotify won't cause any problems this week and uh yeah we will uh we'll, we'll catch everybody next week cheers <laughs>